Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. So when I was 16 years old, I received the worst news that anyone could ever hear. My Aunt Susie had been murdered. To this day, it's probably one of the most heartbreaking things that has ever occurred to me. And at 16, it was really, really hard to wrap my head around this idea that my very humorous, light-hearted, beautiful, amazing aunt had been taken from this world far too soon. But from this, I learned about mediumship. I learned about people that have this ability to not only help us through grief and basically dissect these really gross emotions that come with grief, but also help us connect to those on the other side. Today, I cannot wait to introduce you to Maureen Hancock. She is an internationally renowned spirit medium, intuitive, teacher, lecturer, holistic healer, and author of one of the most amazing books you will ever read. Her book, The Medium Next Door, Adventures of a Real-Life Ghost Whisperer, will change your life. She has really incredible activities and exercises at the end of each chapter that change everything. And I cannot wait to share with you how she has been taking the last several years of her life, not only demystifying this overwhelming subject matter, because a lot of people fear death and have so many questions around it, but she's now helping. She's taking her gift and helping the terminally ill. She helps law enforcement and bereaved parents. She teaches the masses to tap into their own intuitive ability and she has fantastic tools on her website if you are interested in learning more about how to hone in on your own intuition. I cannot wait to share with you this interview. It was one that I was really looking forward to. It took us nearly eight months to get this recorded and here up for you guys, but I was diligent. I was persevering because I wanted to share her with you and I hope Actually, I know you are going to love her. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Amanda. I'm so excited to have Maureen Hancock on the show today. Welcome, Maureen. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I am so excited to have you on because you are so much in my wheelhouse. Um, I love all things woo. I love all things natural and holistic and, and all of that. But I am curious... How did you get into this work? You are a medium, so maybe we should back up a little bit. Explain what a medium is, and then how did you get into this work? 
So a medium is somebody that can connect to your loved ones in spirit. And for me, it began as a child. I actually had lead paint poisoning back in the day when everything was lead paint based. And I chewed on the windowsills and the crib and whatnot and ate paint chips. And it was after that I slipped into a coma. I spent three years in and out of Children's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. And about a year straight, I was in a coma. Uh, I had acute encephalitis with brain shunts and ate enough lead to kill five male adults. So that was my first miracle. And then I came home from the hospital at five years old and I used to see spirits walking all around the house. I didn't know what they were. I mean, they were ghosts and they were not scary, but for a five-year-old, it was overwhelming and cut to um, 1995. I'm sorry, 92. I was in a car accident, broke every bone in my face. And that's when the ability kind of came to the forefront and I started to hear spirits instead of seeing them. So that's my story in a nutshell, two near-death experiences, and now I see dead people. That is really crazy that like these two life-altering events are what led to this quote-unquote talent, this gift, so to speak. When you were first seeing these spirits, at five, you said you weren't really scared by him, but a little bit overwhelmed. Did you realize that not everybody had this gift or this talent, or did you just assume everybody could see dead people? I definitely knew that not everybody could see them. I'm one of nine children and, you know, the strict Irish Catholic family. So uh, even at five years old, I kept it to myself. And I remember telling one of my sisters, you know, do you see all these people in the room? And she was like, be quiet. They're going to take you back to the hospital. So that scared me so much that I just kept my mouth shut. I pulled up the covers, go away. And like I said, they never did anything to hurt me or bother me. They were just there. And sometimes they would stare at me and I would be like, who are these people? And then they would walk through the doors and the walls. That's when I put it together that they were ghosts, you know, like friendly Casper-esque ghosts, I guess. Did, like, I'm curious, as you're seeing these things, you know, were they trying to tell you anything or, hey, you know, I need you to tell so-and-so that I love her, or were, were they trying to communicate through you? Because they had to have known that oh, this one can see us. Yeah, not at that point. Um, they were just kind of there and floating around and watching. But then I would get intuitive hits, I call it, where I would just feel like something was going to happen even at five years old. So a little empath where I was just constantly feeling things. And uh, But I will say this, the Sacred Heart of Jesus picture in every good Catholic home back in the day, uh, I remember telling my four foot ten Irish mother that the man's lips were moving and she would bring me over to the man and say, what's he saying? And I did get messages from Jesus and I would hear, you know, okay, I remember this. Your grandmother is going to have a heart attack on Wednesday. So I would tell my mother, sure enough, Wednesday came and she lived with us, my grandmother, the one who actually saved me from my car accident. And she had a heart attack on Wednesday. 
And then the next thing, okay, my sister Elizabeth had a health scare and I told my mother and she got her to the doctor. So there were things like that that were happening and it wasn't until years later, uh, 25 years old after the car accident, where I was hearing actual messages, where I was litigation manager at Logan Airport, had this big job, and that's when 9-11 happened. Um, so it, I really didn't let it come out of the bag or come out of the closet until I think it was um, 2000, 2001 when 9-11 happened. And I'm hearing the overwhelming voices of 9-11. I'm at the airport. Uh, I ended up quitting my job and I started to do readings and connections and making the connection for people because I would just look at somebody and be like, oh, her father is right there and he had emphysema and he was 75 and I started hearing. So that's clear audience. Wow. So do you feel like these accidents happen so that you could have this ability and, and help people in this lifetime? Or, I mean, uh, you know, I hear I have so many friends who are intuitives and I always wish like, man, I wish I could see things. And, and, and I, I do get hits, but it's not something that I feel like I have control over. Like, well, I need to know what to do with this situation. So let me just tap in and, and like phone into God here. Um, so, you know, but I've heard that they all say, oh, well, we all have this ability. And so I think I have to really work at it to really get into a place. So do you feel like this, these things happened to you so that this was your talent for this lifetime or? Yeah, great question. So for me, I do feel like these two events further opened a portal that we are all born with the ability to see, to feel, to sense, to hear, and uh, life gets in the way or stresses and whatnot. But for me, it definitely was the second event where I broke every bone in my face. I felt my grandmother's presence. I heard her voice. I was set up for all kinds of surgery, two different CAT scans from two hospitals, the second being Mass General in Boston, where they said, yeah, the first CAT scan shows everything was broken. The second shows everything was healed. You have yourself a little miracle here. I definitely credit my grandmother. Um, but it was after that where the floodgates opened. So growing up my teen years, I always had strong hits, as you mentioned, and feelings like things weren't right, or this was going to happen, or this person was pregnant, or this person was going to call me, and just always feeling things. So I do believe my events just brought it to a higher vibrational level, but we all have it. And I teach thousands of people how to tap into not only their intuitive abilities, but to be able to transfer that to then connecting with spirit. Somebody like you, yes, you're right there and you just overthink and you're always in your head and you have a million things at once going on in your head. So getting to that point of practice, and I'm sure you meditate and do different things, but really getting back into it, because I'm even getting for you, you're sort of straying away because you have a lot of different things going on at once like okay land the plane <laughs> let's land the plane um i'm the same way where i'm reading five books at one time oh god i do that all the time soup du jour i get that from you too like i just take what i need from each but we do all have the abilities and it's a matter of playing the instrument every day learning how to clear the clutter 
in your head so that you can be a clearer channel to connect to spirit and to connect to your innate intuitive abilities. I love that. So um, I definitely like, especially in my own practice, I, I really try. Uh, in fact, I had a, a floor plan reading just before I got on the phone with you and the one hit that I kept getting was that she needed to do self-development and meditation. And I think the biggest issue with me is that I don't always trust it. And so I did an I Ching divination on her just to kind of back up, like, am I, am I right in this? Am I feeling the right thing? And so I did an I Ching and that was exactly what it was. And I was like, Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so this is definitely something that I want to hone. This is something that I want to get better at so that I can better serve and better help the people around me. So, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people with this similar thing with all of this shit going on. So what are a couple of tips that you could give to me as far as what are some, some steps that I could do to, you know, if it's right there to really tap into that? Cause I absolutely want to, I, I, I definitely want to be able to do this work and tap into it easier. Yeah. So what has helped me over the years, because I definitely have that sort of makeup in my brain where it's hard for me to shut off and with everything that's going on around us and so many people being extra stressed these yes. days it's so important to have some type of a meditative practice and if you don't have time i tell my students at night before you go to sleep at night you can do simple things like a chakra meditation so where you're just breathing in the seven you know, colors of the chakra, the root red, the belly orange, the solar plexus yellow, the heart green, um, blue for the throat, indigo for the third eye, and purple or amethyst for the crown, for those that don't uh, work with chakras. So simple as that, where I'm breathing in the colors, because I need to have a focal point. I don't know about you, I can't just focus on my breath. I love guided meditation, so, your listeners can even Google ocean guided meditation or whatever suits them. Oh, the rainforest. Oh, the top of the mountain, wildflowers. And for others, it's just about counting the breath and doing conscious breathing where, you know, you're filling your diaphragm, then your lungs, getting a full breath, increasing your immune system, dropping your blood pressure, but it also clears your mind. So doing simple things like that that are free, that you can do at home starts the practice of clearing the clutter. And actually when the thoughts come in, because that happens all the time, you don't fight them. You let them just come in for a minute and then let them go. Or I set my alarm for five minutes. I'm going to allow myself five minutes to worry about this problem today. And there's some kind of trigger when that alarm goes off, I'm done and I'm off. But it does something in here, right? So those are my two top tips. I love that. Yeah, I, I do meditate every day. I actually, because um, I'm a feng shui practitioner, I do one that's called the Heart Sutra. It's a, a Buddhist practice. Um, it's a visualization of, it sounds bad, but the visualization is, is that you envision yourself with hundreds of thousands of Buddhas and you burn. The idea is that you burn away. And so um, by burning, you eliminate past uh, karma, future karma, and present karma so that you can um, basically have a rebirth or a regeneration of all things pure. Oh, nice. 
So yeah, I really love it. And I've been um, faithfully doing it every morning for about six months. And I have noticed a difference. Um, it, I agree that it's very nice to be able to have something to really focus on because it does shut away my thoughts. And I will find myself sometimes like kind of rushing through it because I know that I have things to do. And then I just say, you know, there was a quote that I saw somewhere like, if you don't have five minutes to meditate, then you need to take 60. Like, you know, <laughs> That's so true. that is so true. So I try to step back and I say, okay, I got to stop for a minute. I got to stop burning. I have plenty of time and then like get back into it. But I do think that, you know, and I think a lot of people can resonate with this, especially with women, you know, there's just, there's so much going on and it, it, it is hard to slow down. And um, I think another thing that has really helped me is just getting outside, you know, getting in nature, putting my feet in the ground, hugging a tree, um, you know, just really connecting to nature in that way, because I feel like that kind of recharges my system as well. Um, oh, totally. And that is actually one of my top tips. Get out in nature, stand on the roots of a tree, do some earthing, grounding, and uh, I will take my dogs for a walk. I go in the woods just before I do an event and I have to, you know, give hundreds of messages or whatever. I have to get outside. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's where you can pick up signs. Maybe you see the cardinal or the hawk or the ladybug and these things of nature, our loved ones in spirit use to get our attention and to make their presence known. Yeah, it's so interesting that you said that the floor plan reading that I just did prior to our call, I actually took 35 minutes and I went for a walk. I'm like, I'm just, I have to go outside. We have a creek that's just down the way. I, I went and I walked along the creek and, um, you know, just trying to get into that headspace of, you know, kind of level the playing field, so to speak, to get out of my head and get prepared for this reading, so to speak. Of working with this out and for me I feel like nature is one of the best ways to do it I feel like people don't allow themselves that time but to me it's the best way to recharge it really is like I'm a mountain biker and uh, it's cold and snowy here outside of Boston but um, I can't wait for the spring and every day I'm on my bike and it really I've noticed the difference if I have an event that night and I'm doing my connections it's called postcards from heaven if I get out on the bike, the readings will be at a higher vibration because I allowed myself to get to a higher vibration and clear out and get ready to, to connect. And I love that. That's something that I talk about a lot is I feel like, and one of the things that I say a lot on this show is that you can't give to others or give back to others if you're not operating with a full tank. Like, and I feel like so many of us are operating on an empty tank and still trying to give. So I think that's such a great way to put that, that like you are so much more effective if you nurture and take care of yourself. Definitely. And I even opened a wellness center to try to force myself to take better care of myself. So it's called the Zen Loft and there's um, yoga and meditation and different classes that I have to actually make myself like, okay, go to your center. You can take a free class because you own the place. So I have no more excuses. And I actually started my own class. It's uh, movement, massage, meditation, and messages based on, I'm a shiatsu practitioner as well, on um, opening the meridians in the body where the flow of energy gets 
stagnant or deficient and excess and get things flowing by simple stretches that take you five minutes every day. So I force myself to teach so that I get the benefit of the class. I love that. So you bring up this, we talk about chi a lot in feng shui and part of the uh, practices that we do is to open those channels up because if you're not uh, flowing correctly, whether that's in your environment or your personal system, that's when illness and, and health issues can arise and stress can arise. So what are some things that you teach people to help them? You know, you said movement is one of them, but you know, I talk a little bit about the importance of, you know, not doing these practices and not taking care of yourself. What can happen? Yeah. So when you have deficiencies and excesses in the flow of energy in your body, and most of your listeners will probably relate to this, but uh, adrenal exhaustion. And one of the simplest things I do is have people just kind of pound on their sacrum and just massage it and wake up that adrenal energy. When between three and four in the afternoon, you need to pick me up and you go for the caffeine or the chocolate on the Chinese clock, you know, three to four is kidney time and adrenal time. Um, so I teach people, first of all, we do some conscious breathing. Then we do some Qigong. And we're basically just gathering the earth energies and bathing ourselves and from, you know, the heavens above or the sky or what, what people believe and just bringing it down. And then we're pushing out from our heart to give to others, but also allowing ourselves to receive because that's our biggest problem. We want to give, give, give the disease to please, but how hard is it for you to accept, right? To accept help. And then we just do light stretches and people can go online and look at um, Shiatsu Meridian stretches and they can do them. And it's like having an acupuncture appointment at home. And it's going to take you maybe 10 minutes to go through each of the pairs of meridians in your body from lung, large intestine, heart, spleen, liver, gallbladder. Doesn't mean anything's wrong with the organ, as you know. It's the energy that operates that if you don't clear out the excesses, let's say in liver energy, you're gonna get headaches behind the eyes, migraines, short fuse, easily frustrated. You might wake up one day, rah, you know, they say the lion comes out that you might have liver excess. So there's a lot of different things that indicate that you don't have the proper flow of energy in your body. Stomach aches, heart palpitations, all the things we get from stress, right? So our first line of defense is doing some natural things before we go to the bottle, right? So that we can heal naturally or taking herbs or having a feng shui session to fix whatever isn't flowing correctly. <laughs> fix uh, your home, your apartment, your surroundings, because everything affects your energy. Well, and I think what's so beautiful about uh, traditional Chinese medicine is it's all about the subtleties. It's all about the subtle energy before it manifests into something very chronic and very bad. And so our Western culture doesn't really look at medicine in that way. It's like, come back when it's like a blazing sore or it's really bad. <laughs> so true. It is so true. So I want to, uh, you know, for the listeners who maybe have never worked with a medium before or um, maybe didn't even know what this was about or maybe have been considering hiring someone like you to help with their health and wellness or maybe connect with someone on the other side, 
take us through what that looks like. Like what is it um, for somebody who's curious and maybe have never done it and they're scared. What does it look like for someone uh, to contact you and go through a reading? Yeah, so for me, for many years, um, I don't do regular private readings anymore because I do a lot of volunteer work and I'm working with hospices and I've developed my own, <clears throat> excuse me, to help people pass. So I use my mediumship abilities to help people who are in the end stages of life and that's just about every day. And now I get so many requests, I focus on children. So I work a lot at Boston Children's Hospital in Hasbro in Rhode Island, um, helping them, the families, to have a beautiful transition for their child, not filled with fear for everybody or even an adult. We've all been there. Everybody's upset and maybe some are angry and fighting. And we want it to be a beautiful exit just as you know, the, the birth, right? So, but if anyone is going to a medium, first of all, get recommendations from friends and colleagues because you can have one bad experience and it can set you back into either, you know, the throes of grief or don't put everything on what the medium says because it really is uh, interpretation of what they're getting. For me, when I sit with a parent who's lost their children as part of my volunteer stuff, I'll sit with them and I, I want to give validation. I want to say, this is your child's name. This is how they passed. This is how old they were. This is how many kids you have. So I have a list of questions in my mind. Um, who are you? I'm her son. How did you pass? It was quick. And we do have to wait until we get on the same level. It's like tuning in the AM radio and finally getting that connection. Right. And, um, so you want somebody that's definitely going to give you some facts and evidence and not just fluff, not just, oh, they know how much you miss, they miss you, you yeah. miss them, love them. You want the facts. You'll know right when you walk in the door if you connect with this person. That's where your intuition comes through. Like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And you know before they even open their mouth. It's just like when you meet somebody or you're like, oh, this doesn't this isn't going to go well. And you already know. <laughs> and then just be careful not to get taken advantage of trying not to have medium addiction. It's a real thing where you feel like you have to go, you know, and count on a medium or a psychic for every life decision. I like to give it back to the person I'm working with. And I feel like you do too, where I'm going to give you all the tools you need, but then you have to put it in place and follow it and trust it and, and work within yourself to feel, to heal, to feel it, to heal it. How do you like that? But on phone. <laughs> so it sounds like though each one is a little bit different because it's like a case by case thing. Every time you go into a situation, it's going to look and feel and be different based on the experiences, right? Yeah. And I think based on how the medium reads, some might be a lot of mediums from the UK, um, they use what's called the CERT method, method where uh, C is the characteristics of the person coming through, E is the evidence they're giving, like what they did for work or hobbies and things like that. Um, R is relaying the actual message. Oh, you know, um, I knew you were by my bed and I passed two days later and I want you to take that job that you've just been offered, you know, whatever it is. And then T is tying it all up and bringing together all the evidence that you just gathered 
with a beautiful message and leaving the sitter with something that's going to be very healing and possibly life-changing and something that they can carry with them forever and ever and not feel like they have to keep coming back to get more. So you might go to one medium who is like, okay, I can hear this. And another who says, your father was a tall gentleman with a hat and a flannel shirt. For me, that's nice, but I want a little bit more. I already know what he looks like. <laughs> the message. So yeah, it's always going to be different. <clears throat> so I'm curious, you know, um, I've read several books about uh, the spiritual plane and like destiny of souls and, and things like that. And they talk a lot about how when you are in this state of grief, it's very difficult for spirits to connect with you because you're, you're, you're kind of closed off. So for somebody who's listening to this, who has maybe lost a loved one or in that state of grief, are there tools or anything that they can do that might help them connect with the person that has gone to the other side? Yeah, definitely. And there are different stages of grief, as, as we know, and different layers. So somebody that's in like complicated grief, which is just, they just can't find their way out. And sometimes they're stuck in that place where and maybe they just don't even have the energy to, to do the work or to get out of bed. And I always say the first line of help is with a grief counselor. Medium comes second. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I have a Whoopi Goldberg moment. Morticia. It's going to come out of my throat. <coughs> Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? I saw them sunrise. Anyway, I digress. I have ADHD. So for those in, in the throes of grief, it's really um, important to get some body work done. Maybe it's uh, acupressure, Reiki, which is the hands-on healing, um, having somebody work with your energetic body to help you heal. The woman that I see, my shiatsu practitioner, does something called the healing heart treatment for somebody grieving. I also have... Um, a kundalini and grief yoga teacher at the Zen Loft, my center, where kundalini yoga um, really peels back the layers of grief. If you can find a place that has actual grief yoga, you're pounding it out, you're breathing it out, you're getting things out that you have stored deep inside um, to work on, I like to say, peeling the artichoke so you can find your heart again. So grief counseling, maybe body work, maybe yoga, getting out in nature, and doing the meditation, prayer, breathing, whatever works. And I promise that one day you'll hear them more clearly if you just allow one layer of grief to be dispersed. Every time you do that, you're closer to spirit, to trusting a lot of moms that I work with who lost children say, I never ever gotten a sign. I don't feel my son. I feel like it's just lights out and that's it. And then I really work with them to help trusting the little nuances instead of, if you're here, give me a sign and appear at my bed. It's not like that. It's very subtle and you have to learn to trust. Talk to them, they hear you. It's like the oxygen we breathe. Even though we can't see it, it's about trusting that it sustains us, it's there, and they will, my sister always says she lost her son, I will see my son again one day, but I'm going to live for him now, and I'm going to make him proud, and we're going to work together, he's doing his work on the other side, and I'm doing my work here, and inevitably, we will be together in that more familiar way, and I just know it. 
So I ask your listeners to hold on to that and hold on to hope. That's beautiful. Um, we are getting close. I know you need to leave. I just wanted to, I know that you don't do uh, mediumship for one-on-ones, but you do have an amazing book. Uh, the Medium Next Door, Adventures of a Real-Life Ghost Whisperer. So if somebody's maybe curious about your line of work or what you do or maybe getting into it, they can uh, find this book. Tell us a little bit about it real quick before we sign off here. Sure, sure. So um, it's basically part memoir and part teaching. So that at the end of each chapter, I give a segment that leaves you with some tip to either connecting, clearing out, and everything we talked about today, but it does tell my life story and how this began and the accident, and then um, there's a lot of comfort in this book for parents who've lost children. There's even a section on my Hollywood happenings and the TV show that um, that I did with ABC and the Ghost Whisperer and producers, and so there's a lot of different things in there, but a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I love the book, it was easy reading, and I got great tips at the end of each chapter, and it just, uh, it's different than most medium books out there, and I'm working on book two right now, which is more of the art of dying, and my work with hospice, and helping people to understand on a deep level, what is this like as we go through the transition, then what do they tell you it's like when they're over there, whether you call it heaven, the other side, I call it heaven, um, and how to heal. So that one's going to go really in depth with that. And also I have a grief relief CD on my website as well as spirit communication made easy and flexing the intuitive muscle. Not that a lot of people have CD players anymore, but they are on Maureen Hancock. Dot com and people can catch me on my Facebook fan page, Maureen Hancock fan page. Oh, and I'm starting an online uh, mentorship to help people from beginner to advanced to tap into their abilities to connect to spirit. Now you can live anywhere in the world for that. Love that. I'm going to start with your CD. I, I, I gotta, I gotta be able to tap into this intuition. I, I, I feel like I can only go to the tree on occasion. I, I want to be able to, you know, have that direct line and, and be able to tap in whenever I want. <laughs> oh, I, it's so there because I can feel it for you. Like you're a super old soul. That's why places look familiar to you or, you know, there's some connection with you in Italy for some reason. So it's weird, like different pieces of where you've been in past lives. And I do believe that we keep coming back to learn lessons and to, to get it right and this is earth school and you know everything that we experience and step out of it and say what am i supposed to learn from this instead of whoa it's me exactly right? yeah exactly i agree with that well maureen thank you so much i know that you're extremely busy it took us some time to get the setups but i'm so glad that we were finally able to connect and, and for you to come on here i think that this is going to be so empowering to my listeners um, and I am actually doing a talk on grief next week. And so I am so excited that we were able to connect because now I have a resource to send these women to um, who have lost their spouses in the military. I mean, this is going to be invaluable to oh, them. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And if they want to, you know, shoot me an email or whatnot, maybe I can send out the link to the grief CD or something as a gift to the military. Oh, that would be fantastic. That is so beautiful. I'm so glad you're doing that. And I'm so glad that you invited me 
on your show. So thank you. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you so much. It's so interesting to me because my entire life, I have been attracted to the esoteric and mysterious other sides of our world. You know, the part that you can't see, but maybe you feel, hear, or know. Even into my early 20s, I remember knowing things without knowing why. And I would get premonitions that would come true. But then I got married and this whole intuition thing didn't go over too well, especially combined with the feng shui stuff. So in my latter years, post-divorce, I have been going back to strengthen this muscle. And I still have it if I take care of myself, if I nurture myself, meditate, get outside, and really take care of myself so that I come to my clients with a full tank, I am incredibly intuitive. But let me tell you, I feel like in my later years now, I have to really work at it. It absolutely is like working out. Whereas when I was a kid, and even in my 20s, it like, it wasn't even something that I was really trying to foster. It was just there. So here's the cool thing. I went ahead and I got Marines flexing the intuitive muscle and spirit communication made easy. The techniques and the tips that she offers in these CDs is like bringing me back to when I was in my 20s. It has been so rad. So if you are really wanting to flex that intuitive muscle and really connect to the divine, whether you are wanting to strengthen the skill for yourself maybe for those around you, or maybe you're trying to connect with the other side because you've lost someone. These are tools that I absolutely recommend. All right, everyone, this is Amanda Gates on Home Energy Design, and I hope that you have found something meaningful and worthwhile in this show. I know I did, and I'm so thankful that I was finally able to connect with Maureen. It took us months to get together, and it was worth the wait. If you like this show, be sure to head on over to iTunes and subscribe. We are also now on Stitcher. So if you don't have an iTunes account, you can now find us on Stitcher. I'm trying to put some of these up on the blog or on the website, which you can find at gatesinteriordesign.com. However, it really bogs the website down. So my developer keeps saying, Amanda, stop doing it. So he would like me to recommend iTunes or Stitcher website. Oh, and let me also mention, we have a fantastic YouTube channel. We have tons of videos on there. I do uh, one to two videos a week on free tips for interior design and feng shui to help you get design that's energy aligned. So be sure to head over to the YouTube channel, Gates Interior Design, watch those videos and hey, you can subscribe there too. And you can just have like a plethora of information from me. How fantastic is that? Pretty cool. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.